In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, in the beginning of the Gospel of John, the very first chapter, John says something a bit controversial, I think, that something that a lot of people would deny, probably. They would reject it. He speaks about it starts off, you know, the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, etc. He's speaking about how the Word of God, the Son, becomes flesh and comes into the world. And He comes into the world as light in a world of darkness. The world is a dark place, and Christ, the Son of God, comes in to enlighten a darkened world. And this makes sense. We all feel, we all understand, we sense the darkness of the world. You see what happens in the world. How many lies are told for the sake of consumerism? How many, how often people keep one another in darkness because they have personal benefits? How much people lie to one another for their own personal gain? How much corporations and politics and all the structures of society are constantly telling us and feeding us lies, selling us lies? so that they can make money off of their cows, which is you and, you and me. The world lies to us. The world is constantly lying to us. And that's the, way dis, that's the way John describes it. That's why he uses the word darkness. The world is in darkness because there's no clarification. There's no light that clarifies what is true and untrue, what's be, you know, between right and wrong, how to be able to discern between a lie and a truth. The world is in darkness, and you and I who grew up in the world grow up in darkness, and darkness consumes us. The darkness is inside and outside of us. It's all around us. We're formed by darkness. And so Christ comes into the world as a light to clarify things so that we can now discern what's between right and wrong. We can discern between truth and falsity. We can develop by the grace of Christ the sharpness of mind to be able to know when we're being hooked, when we're being tricked, and when we're being told the truth. The actually scarier thing is not that the world is in darkness. That's clear to everybody. It's what St. John says a little bit after that. The light comes into the world, into darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Some people reject the light because some love darkness more than light. This is from the first chapter of the Gospel of John. And then it goes on to say, because their deeds are evil. That is the truly scary thing, in my opinion. That light is offered, clarity is presented, truth is now being given to us, and some intentionally reject the truth for the sake of the lie, reject the light for the sake of the darkness, because their deeds were evil, is, uh, is the way St. John says it. It reminds me of The Matrix, if you've ever seen The Matrix. It's quite a good movie. It's a play, it's a uh, expansion on Plato's Republic, on the uh, Plato's cave in the Republic. Plato spoke about a cave and he said, we live in a cave of shadows. And there's a light that comes from the top, 
from the outside, the sunlight is shining inside of the cave, and people are there facing just the wall, and there are people on the, on, on the outside of the cave just kind of puppeteering people and images and these kinds of things, and these are the only shadows. The, the people that are inside of the cave can only see the shadows being reflected on the wall. And they grow up in that, and they think that the shadows are reality. Well, one of the prisoners breaks free, and he leaves the cave, and when he leaves the cave, the sunlight blinds him, and it's difficult to live outside of the cave. He's not used to this. It blinds him, and it's hurting him, but he endures the pain for the sake of clarity, and when he sees the real world, he's marveled by it. He loves it now that he sees. It was a painful process to be able to see, but when he sees, he never wants to go back into the cave. But you know what? He goes back into the cave, not because he wants to dwell in darkness again, but because he wants to save his friends. And when he goes down into the cave and tells his friends, the prisoners, let me break you guys free. There's, some, there's a better world out there, a true world. This, these are all lies. The shadows are not real. The prisoners get offended. They say, no, this is our reality. Don't challenge my reality. And they kill him. The Matrix is an expansion of this. If you've seen the movie, I'm going to speak only shortly about it. But the Matrix is a system, a global system, that controls the minds of human beings that are plugged into the Matrix. And people work for that system, and they make money off of the system. They, they, have, they gain power and all worldly advantage by being in charge of the system. Some know that the Matrix is fake, and so they're fighting the system. Well, one guy who's being offered a lot, decides to betray his friends that know that it's fake. And he goes to Mr. Smith, one of the employees of this world global system, this matrix. And there's a scene where the system creates all these illusions for human beings. Everything is fake. Everybody that's plugged into the matrix is living in a fake illusionary world. And they don't know that it's illusionary except for the few that are fighting the system. Mr. Smith and Mr. Regan are out for dinner, and they're at a restaurant, and there's a scene where Mr. Regan is cutting a piece off of a steak, and it looks like a really good steak, and he tells Mr. Smith, you know, I know that the steak is fake. I know that this is just an illusion. This is just an illusion of the matrix. And yet, when I put the steak in my mouth, it's going to fill my mouth with, and my taste buds with the greatest of tastes, and it's going to satisfy me, and it's going to bring me all kinds of pleasure. And if I eat it, I'm going to feel full. And when I have it, I'm going to feel some kind of pleasure. And then he puts the steak in his mouth, and he says, make sure that in the matrix, I'm going to be rich and famous, maybe an actor. And then he tells Mr. Smith, and make sure that I don't remember any of this. I say all this because it's a really good, really good parable to the dichotomy between the spirit of God, which Jesus says is the spirit of truth in this gospel reading, the spirit of truth entering into a world of lies. The scarier thing is that we enjoy the lie. And this is evidence. There's evidence for this. Have you ever been told by somebody Maybe you can do this better. Maybe 
you shouldn't do this thing. I don't think this was right, the thing that you did. And then you reacted with some kind of defense or excuse or some kind of, maybe you shut down, maybe you got really angry, maybe what a lot of people do now is just literally plug into the matrix. They just get on their phone to distract themselves through social media or some video or something that's gonna entertain them. Something, anything to evade, to escape the reality, anything to escape the truth will suffice, whether that's gambling, whether that's drugs and alcoholism, whether that's social media and the internet, whether it's anger or shutting down, fight or flight, whether it's anything at all that would distract us from the reality of the truth. You see, St. John, when he says, men love darkness more than light because their deeds were evil, what he means by that is we don't want to face reality as it is. And yet God does want us to face reality for what it is. God wants us out of the cave. God, believe it or not, wants us to feel the pain of opening our eyes in the sunlight for the first time. God wants us to experience that pain. It seems antithetical for many people that a good God would allow us to go through pain, but you know what? Indeed, he does because the pain is a healing medicine. That pain is a healing medicine. When we are told, when the Spirit of God comes into our hearts and He reveals to us all of our bad habits and sins, even the depths of them, stuff that we have always avoided thinking about because it's more comfortable to live in darkness, when the Spirit of God comes into our hearts and reveals all the ugliest things about us, and then we distract ourselves with a thought, no, it's not that bad. Let me check what's going on on Instagram. I wonder what this person is going through. Let me just call one of my friends and hang out. Maybe I won't feel so bad. That is escaping reality. That is plugging into the matrix. That is taking a bite of that steak and saying, I don't want to remember anything. I want to live in illusion. Brothers and sisters, in theology, this is a very annoying and fun fact. In theology, we say that God is his own existence. God's essence is his existence, which is a very technical way of saying God is reality itself. God is the very definition of reality. Everything that comes from God is somehow participating in that reality, but God is reality itself. Well, here's the thing. Whether now or later, we're going to encounter that reality, God, the truth itself. Whether we do that here or we do that on the other side of death, we're going to re encounter reality and the truth will be told to us. It will be shown to us. If we do it here, good. The Spirit of God is working. Good, because now we can reform. Now we can change. Now we can conform our lives to that reality. But if we escape it until then, the matrix is only fake. It's only an illusion. And reality will always win the end of the day. Let's do it now. Let's live in reality now. Let's not plug into the matrix so often and so easily. Let's experience the sunlight, even if it burns our eyes for a little bit. You'll, and me, we will like the real world. It's much better out there. So what do I mean by the real world then? I mean the reality that you and me, we are deep sinners. We are, can be really nasty and awful people. And that's true of every single one of us. 
I mean that we can evade love, we can reject humility, we can curse mercy, we can do all that stuff, and all of us are capable of it, and all of us probably do it every single day way more often than we think. And yet humility, living in love, living in the spirit of God, yet reforming and saying, I'm sorry, repenting and saying to God, Lord, I trust you, I don't trust myself, living that life, the very life of Christ, dying on the cross for the glory of God and the love of one another, that's true reality. And that is the real world. And that world, though painful to the eyes, is much more pleasant to the heart. Amen.